and welcome to episode 341 of the Doctor a Day Doctor Who Podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with my wife, Ginger. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the final episode of The Invisible Enemy. Yes, we see the um, hideous nucleus um, come out of the chamber now that it's fully materialized, and uh, the Doctor awakens... He is cured of the of the virus, and um, he talks to Marius. He sees Marius has been um, infected, and then <laughs> uh, the nucleus starts to say something to the doctor as he's still strapped to the table, and he says, "Oh, look at you, you pathetic crustacean." Not afraid of you. So the pathetic crustacean has to be helped out of the the chamber, and some of the infected members of his swarm they move him closer to the table so he can begin going on and spouting his uh, monologue about how the swarm is going to take over and how he is going to do everything, and the doctor is just laying there, um, and he, then he says as much that you make the maniacs are all the same. I've heard this all before. Meanwhile, Leela with K-9 has made herself uh, up to be in the dress and uh, some of the makeup on her face of the uh, reception nurse. And um, then Marius the other swarm and the nucleus are making their way out of the lab room because they're planning to go to the shuttle so they can get to Titan. Um, they see her in the hallway and call her over to help with the journey the doctor's on. So they're wheeling the doctor through and as they're distracted going ahead of her, she frees the doctor and then takes him off a different way and they run Alf um, out of the way. So the Doctor and Leela and K-9 managed to escape into the TARDIS, but the um, dimensional stabilizer is still in the lab, so they can't leave yet. The Doctor asks K-9 if he is able to um, incapacitate Marius to knock him out and um, explains how his ray gun has several settings and and the doctor calls him a good dog and sends him off to to Marius. Marius is calling all the foundation staff to the reception area um, so they can infect everyone and get more swarm people. K-9 comes up behind him and uh, zaps him and knocks him out. The Nucleus and the others and Low have made it to the shuttle, and we see the shuttle craft leave the hospital asteroid. The Doctor and Leela have Marius in the lab, and the Doctor is looking at some of the antibodies that he and Leela now share that he was able to isolate to inject into Marius, and he seems to become uh, back to himself and was cured. Um, 
the nucleus uh, is directing the, the crew to go faster and faster to get them to Titan, even though it's burning out the engines of the ship. So the doctor has cured Marius, and uh, he awakes and asks how everything went. It's like, well, uh, the experiment went fine to a point, because he says uh, the, the nucleus has um, gotten out and what its plans are. Um, he tells uh, Marius that they've isolated the immunity factor and so that he can make more, generate more of it, lots more of it. On Titan, they radio that the hive and the tanks are all ready. We see the viewer showing many eggs and solution kind of moving about, want, you know, getting ready to hatch. Leela says, oh, we should just blow, them, blow up Titan. Just blow the whole place up. Um, so she's bored waiting while they're synthesizing more of the immunity factor. Then the doctor tells her to be patient. No, we're not going to just blow up every everything there. He said he agrees with the right to the virus to exist, just not to go out and take over everything in the universe. K9 tells them that they have found the right strength of the immunity factors since he's been standing by scanning them. So they have that to use against the nucleus, but Lila is very petulant, kind of negative. She says, well, if we can get to Titan, if we can get there in time, if we can get close enough to the nucleus, and if we can get away from Lowe and his men. But the doctor and, um, and Marius have this out anyway and so Marius gives him the uh, the dose of of the immunity and their stabilizer the nucleus is all set to go into the tank for the breeding tank and it will not be disturbed so they kind of they scuttle him in there and close the door so the doctor's all set to go, but he asks Marius if he can borrow K9. So he can't say why he needs him, but he wants to know could he borrow him. So he agrees. So the technician, Meeker, I think it is, or Saffron, not sure which one it is anymore, is uh, looking at the view screen of the eggs and their solution and... Um, then he hears the noise of the, the TARDIS coming, so the TARDIS materializes and Saffron sneaks out of the room away from the controls and hides outside the door. And then when they materialize and come out of the TARDIS, Lila knows, senses there's someone outside and so the doctor hides behind the door, lets them open it, and she's poised with her blaster and K9 is next to her. Her blaster doesn't do any good, to the, the, the swarm person. Um, so K9 hits him with, in the knees of all places um, and knocks him out. Um, the doctor tells her that they um, have probably developed a 
tolerance to the radiation of the blaster, so that's why hers had no effect. So, as they were trying to find the the hive and the tanks, um, Lowe goes after K9, and K9 runs off and moves off to another little area. Then Lowe moves on to find the doctor, and he finds the doctor near the tanks where the nucleus is. And he says, you must become part of the nucleus, part of the swarm. And he tries to throw the doctor into the tank with the nucleus. But K-9 has hidden himself across the way, and he blasts at Lowe. And the doctor is able to throw Lowe into the tank and get out of the way. Leela has uh, made it back to the tank area and um, she hides out and then comes upon Saffron and she tackles, jumps over a railing and tackles him and stabs him. The doctor comes back and, and meets up with her and says, I know how we can get rid of them. A knife to the neck works really well. He says, can you do that for a hundred? A hundred thousand and another hundred thousand. She sees her, his point. It's like, so what are you going to do? So the doctor goes to the door of the tank and loops some wire around it to begin to lock it and then goes to the oxygen tank on the other side of it and breaks off one of the valves so there's steam coming out of it as he goes back to wiring the door shut and he also adds a blaster to the door lock. The nucleus inside says, oh, is that you, Time Lord? And your some mere metal is not going to contain me. But the doctor sends Leela and K-9 off ahead because K-9 has run out of power, so Leela pulls him over to the control room where the TARDIS was. The doctor runs to the TARDIS, runs into the control room, into the TARDIS, and doesn't see that Leela and K-9 are just waiting outside for him. So he dematerializes and then rematerializes in a second. And so they all go into the TARDIS and just, they dematerialize and then watch from a distance. And they see an explosion and then a bigger explosion and fire and then almost like fireworks that we see in the display. Um, and then the doctor says to K-9, with a brilliant idea, he had to blow it all up. And she says, that was my idea. So he says, well, then you should be able to feel very happy about that. Um, they get back to the asteroid and say goodbye to Marius. And he says... K-9 was extremely helpful. They couldn't have done it without him. Marius says that, oh, that, that's great, and uh, maybe you could do me a favor. I'm going back to Earth. And Leela fills in his thought that, oh, you want us to take K-9? She says, oh, yes, can please, can we, can we? So they end up with K-9. K-9 makes his way into the TARDIS himself, as answer, and they dematerialize in the end. Sort of makes his way in himself. I, I guess. They don't show it because he can't. 
can't go over the ledge to get inside. And in fact, that was fairly obvious throughout the episode. Every time they go to get into the TARDIS, the camera would pan away from Canine. Yeah. So they didn't show him getting stopped by the ledge that forms the base of the TARDIS. Yeah, because it has no lift. <laughs> it barely has momentum. So it definitely has no, no lift. Yeah. Glad this one's over. Yeah. Not a spectacular episode by any means. No, the pathetic crustacean that made me laugh though. Because it really is. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a terrible outfit. If you have to tie two of the characters' arms together in order to get one of them to move. Yeah, then have two and not four or six. Right. Or just have the other ones not move or something like right. that. You know, that's more acceptable than having them obviously strung together. But he had extra arms and attachments, but no legs. Because he was on like this little wheelie thing and the others had to like Pull him move around. him around. Yeah. yeah. Like he was had no motility, I guess. Yeah. There's more between the doctor and K-9, calling him a good dog, and developing that relationship. It wasn't very interesting. Bad monster that should have stayed invisible. Bad science. Yeah. Not that that's unheard of in Doctor Who, but no. it's just another rotten ingredient in the pot story but it seemed like it was going to be a better story when with episode one and episode two it really fell off in the last one and um, and the downward momentum was maintained in this one yes increased actually yeah Best thing is that they asked that they when they put the nucleus into the tank because then we didn't have to watch him anymore. We only had to listen to him. We didn't get to see him with his feelers and claws and six legs that didn't move independently. <laughs> I can't really think of anything good about. The enemy, no. the nucleus, except the mottled texture of the. They kind of, they did kind of capture the translucency that you mm -hmm. might see sure. in a prawn. Doesn't help. Well, not really, but 
kind of iridescent, translucent crustacean. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of creepy, actually. Why is um, that? I don't know. They just kind of are. Like you can kind of see in their inner workings and such, you know, mm-hmm. when they're in the wild. Not in scampy. <laughs> so that was the only thing, good thing I can think to say about the new face. Well, except that maybe it looked better under the black tarp. In the last episode. <clears throat> I guess. I, just because you couldn't see him? Yeah, that's what I mean. It just was a bad, bad episode. The ending really lets down the potential, I guess, of the first half. Because they didn't use the whole um, cure that they came up with. Right? No. They ended up just uh, destroying the parasite altogether. Destroying all the tanks and methane and oxygen mixture whatever in right. the blaster is able to set off the explosion like it did it's like they, it didn't even really have a, a part where he tried to use the compound that they spent minutes showing that they were making so that's there's the whole talking by the prawn at the beginning it's like going on long about his plans like I'd it's just easier not to even listen to some of that stuff so I wasn't listening to what he was saying exactly um, so that took up time it was like, again it's like um, most of the what 70% of the episode is really filler maybe 50 yeah maybe because then there was the whole immunity thing they were able to save Marius Professor Marius, but they didn't use it after spending the time to make the bunches of it. Unless they cut out a whole bunch where they were trying to use it and inject some of the others uh, on the t- on Titan to help them get them on their side or something, and they got found out and had to resort to blowing them up. But that just that wasn't there. No. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. So instead we get this terrible explosion. So at one point you said that's supposed to be an explosion? Because yeah. there was just some fire. They just did a cut and then the thing was gone. Yeah. And it was just fire. And then there was Then there was an explosion, yeah. And when they're watching on the TARDIS view screen we see more of the explosion, but then there, it seems like they're like blue and white, bluish white fireworks like in the sky. Not explosion, but fireworks, which is different mm. from yeah. the explosion of building and the base and everything that you would expect to see. Like, it just didn't seem like the right kind of image mixed in, anyway. 
we were thinking. Yeah. So now we have another member of the TARDIS. For at least a little while. Actually, quite a while, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much through the end of the fourth doctor's time. The other ones never had one, did they? Mm-mm. It was only... No, the fifth doctor gets something worse. What's that? Hmm? What's that? Chameleon. Well, I'm pretty sure I've never seen any of those then. Yeah. You'd remember if you had. Actually, it's not that bad, but it's very 80s. When you see it, you'll understand. Okay. We got some time before that. Yeah, we got a little while until we get to that. So overall? Uh, 50-50. It really started out well. There were some good things in it. But when they went inside the body, it just tanked after that. Yeah. I would say the idea of going inside the body was probably the kickoff for all the badness that happened afterwards. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't just use it once, and they used it again to send low inside as well. Well, and then they didn't really do their work to make that effective. Mm -mm. Because it was unrealistic, and... I don't know. Yeah. They just didn't put in the time. No, I'm not sure what they could have done instead. But it really didn't work, what yeah. they did. I don't know if they had that idea all along. And just were just rushed for time because they needed this to be in different sequence when they showed it or something. I think I saw. They wanted to do some other story, but they had to do... They didn't have time, so mm. they started, had to put this one in, and it went rushed to production. But it feels like they had that in mind the whole time. Yeah. It just wasn't done well. Although the model shot when they leave the asteroid isn't too bad. You don't see the shuttle moving as much as we did when we first saw it. Mm. It doesn't wobble yeah. so much. It just lifts off from where it had been parked at the hospital base there and then starts to move away from there with the engine boosters firing. It was pretty good. <laughs> that was the only part. Of That's this not saying was much. Any good. Say the model was better than the live action. It's not a good thing. Then the rest of the model work was so terrible. Mm -hmm. 
very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best description of it. So moving on, <laughs> what's our next story? Do we have anything else to Yeah, I don't say? have anything else to say. Our next story will be the image of the Fendal. Okay, that sounds familiar, but I can't say I've seen it. I've seen it, but I don't remember it. That doesn't bode well. <laughs> but I'll be happily surprised if it is. Good. Well, hopefully the image of the Fendal is a better image than the horrible dragon fly. Might be. <laughs> but I make no guarantees. Okay. I'll hold you to anything then. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we will talk about tomorrow. Episode one of The Image of the Fendal. So join us then and thank you for listening.